Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. And good evening, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome to another episode of Steelers of Steelers Six Pack. Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. Man, wait all day to do the show, and I can't even get the title right right out of the gate. But anyway, uh, welcome to tonight's show, and and uh, I hope you're having a pleasant Friday evening. If you're watching live on YouTube or Facebook, if you're listening on your audio, one of your audio platforms. I, I hope your, your your Saturday, Sunday, Monday, whatever day you happen to be listening is, is going swell. And before I get started, I just want to encourage you to please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our podcast uh, family is growing by the week. We have so many new shows, both live, such, such as this one, and The Hangover with Brian Anthony Davis and yours truly, The Steelers Preview with Jeff Hartman, Dave Schofield, and Brian. The, the Curtain Call with, with Michael Beck and Jeffrey Benedict. The Scobro Show with Dave Schofield and his brother Rich. Um, what else am I missing? Uh, the Touchdown Under Show with, 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 with Maddie Peverall and, and Mark Davison, the, the blokes from Australia. Please check that out. And we have audio-only shows such as, as the Live Mic with Michael Beck, Let's Ride with, with Jeff Hartman, the Stat Geek with Dave Schofield, the Retro Show with, with Brian F.A. Davis and, and me. Uh, I'm sure there are more. I always I, I need to just write 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 them down. But there we have so many shows. We have so much content. We're always working hard to bring you Steelers content, NFL content, draft content, and please check out behind the store curtain the website. Where we bring you articles each and every day, 10, 12, sometimes 15. We're always always publishing uh, breaking news, commentary, film breakdown. Anytime there's a, a, a pro day, we're on top of it. Every, anytime there's any kind of 
news conference like the other day with Art Rooney II. We're, we're on it, so please check that out. As, as we, not, we now like to say, it's your, I forget, I forget how Brian says it, but I, one-stop shop, uh, I don't know, you, you guys, it's one-stop shop for all your Steelers needs, but I'm sure there's another name. Either way, it's great. It's, I think it's the best Steelers website on the internet, so uh, I'm obviously biased. I've been with them since 2010, but I, but I, I think it, it, it's the best around, so please check that out. And hello to everybody in the live chat. Thank you for joining me this evening. We have Steelers Pittsburgh, Chair Devil, Chad Landsman, Bert Tavares, Ryan O'Toole, Arthur S. Squibble, Cree Ix, Jack Bauer from 24. I think Bert Notice is better, but that's just me. I'm biased. Uh, Ezra, Knight Rider, Eric, Donna Nolan. Thank you all for joining me. So as always, I have a few topics I want to discuss on tonight's show, starting with Tuesday's news of the release of Stephen Nelson. I think most people kind of expected that when it was reported last Friday that the Steelers had given him permission to seek a trade. Uh, I think it, seemed, it, it was pretty much inevitable at that point that they were probably going to cut him because once once that word gets out that that a, a team is allowing a player to seek a trade, a player who's uh, on a, has one year left on his contract. And it's kind of assumed that they don't want to pay him what, what he's, what he's making or what he, or, or maybe they don't want to meet his demands. Then it's kind of hard to, to get anything in back in value of great value in a trade for him. So naturally a few days passed and, and, and Nelson went public on Tuesday on Twitter saying, look, you guys made your decision um, please set me free or however he said it. I, I forget how he said it. Please don't, don't, don't hold me hostage. I, I, I forget what the exact tweet was, but not long after that, the Steelers released Steven Nelson. Uh, so now he's a free agent and they are, they have $8 million more under the cap. Uh, last I checked, according to over to over the cap or under the cap, whatever that site's called, they're just under $8.7 million under the cap. So they have, they gained that much uh, with the release of Steven Nelson. And to be quite honest, I was kind of disappointed in how that all unfolded because I, I thought he was a pretty valuable player for them for the last two years. You know, a lot of people were, were saying his play declined over the second half of, of 2020. I don't know what they're judging that on. Or what, what, <laughs> I'm not a, as I always say, I'm not, I'm not an expert on, on, on the X's and O's of football, but he seemed to be a pretty consistent player. And um, maybe he wasn't a number one corner, but he was certainly a really good number two. But um, maybe for eight, maybe not for eight point two million dollars, which would have been his base salary had he played for them in twenty twenty one. So, at first, when I first heard the news last week, and I think I even mentioned this on last week's show, I just kind of assumed that that because Nelson was so consistent over over the first few years of his of his contract that he signed with Pittsburgh in twenty nineteen, that he was demanding to be paid like a number one, and um, and that's that was the snag in, in in the negotiations for the extension, the presumed extension between the two sides, and he wouldn't budge, and, and they and they weren't going to pay him that kind of money, so they they uh, gave him permission to seek a trade. But now that you're hearing some more things come out after after his release, I was listening to the fan today on Friday afternoon. Ray Fittipaldo was of this opinion. I think Jerry Dulac, a couple other guys, a 
couple other insiders, they were of the opinion that it was more, maybe more, more the Steelers um, who wanted to part ways because they didn't want to have to pay him $8 million to, to play for them as a number two corner this year. And, and they tried to work out a, an extension that would maybe lessen the, the cap hit or maybe even ask him to take a pay cut. I don't know for, for, for 2021 and, and the two sides couldn't come to an agreement. So they, they, they had to part ways. And um, so I, you know, at first I was like, Oh, Stephen Nelson, why can't you honor, honor your deal? You know, I think a lot of fans were of that mindset. Why, why, you know, how, how dare you um, turn your back on, on, on the team that signed you as a free agent two years ago, honor your deal. But now it looks like it was more on Pittsburgh. It, it might've been more on Pittsburgh's end as far as everything that transpired. And, and they just, went to him and asked him to, to uh, maybe take a deal that he felt was beneath him as far as what, 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 what he, he's worth. So I, I think you can just chalk it up as a business decision on both sides. And, you know, maybe the, the way he went about getting his release ultimately on, on Twitter, that might've been a turnoff to a lot of people, but the way I figure it, you know, power to the people, right? I mean, you know, uh, players have probably more power now than they ever did because of social media, because, you know, they're, they can be their own, own um, media outlet, so to speak. And, and they can um, t- uh, go public with, with a situation that, you know, in the past, there would just be speculation and you didn't know what was going on, especially with the Steelers since they're, they're such a, a tight lipped organization. But, you know, uh, Nelson said, look, you guys made your decision. Please, uh, please don't, 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 hold me back, please, you know, let me go out and, 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 uh, try to find another home. So, you know, I, I've had, I've been in situations like that where I kind of forced my boss's hand. They didn't want to pay me what I thought I was worth. And I felt kind of trapped. And I said, look, here's my notice. It's for, you know, six months from now. And they didn't even want it to be two weeks and they got rid of me. So, you know, sometimes you, you have to t- take the power in your own hands and I don't, with now learning more of the facts, I didn't really fault Stephen Nelson for, for um, how things unfolded. I don't fault either side, really. I mean, if Pittsburgh didn't think he was worth eight million dollars to, to, at least against the cap, anyway, you know, to, to play for them this year, well, then that's that's just how it goes. There, there are no guaranteed contracts in the NFL, and uh, this is why guaranteed money is so important to these guys uh, up front. But uh, you can't fault either side for, for how things trans transpired. So, uh, and, and because the Steelers were so adamant about not wanting to pay Steven Nelson, $8 million, or at least have that count against the cap for them in 2021, that tells me that they have no desire to pay any cornerback, uh, that kind of money in free agency, obviously it would have to be as a free agent. And I'll get into that a little bit later in the show. Cause I, did, I actually did some research and looked at some free agents some some draft picks and did some mock drafts on my own simulated. And uh, I'll touch on that later, but um, you know, people are, are, are wondering what are they can do at, at, at the number two corner. Um, and they're just assuming that it's a huge loss, Stephen Nelson. And, and on paper, it really is. I mean, he's a really, he, again, he was a really major contributor to their defense, especially uh, helping it get from pretty good, in like 2016 through 2018 to dominant in 2019 and maybe to a lesser extent last year. So, you know, how are they going to replace that? 
you know, they, they, they lost Mike Kelton. And of course they lost and, and, and combine that with Nelson. It, it maybe looks bad on paper for their secondary, but you know, we're not, we're not Mike Tomlin. We're not Kevin Colbert. We're not the, the, the rest of the coaching staff, the scouts on that team, you know, everybody involved with, with evaluating these players internally on a year round basis. And quite frankly, we don't know how they feel about Justin Lane, for example, the third round pick from 20, 2019 out of Michigan state. You remember when they picked him, it was kind of like a value pick. You know, if, if Terrell Edmonds was sort of uh, a reach in 2018 in the first round, well, at the time, Lane was considered more of a value pick in the third round. You know, a lot of people had him going uh, late first round into the second, and, and they wound up getting him in the third round. So this is his third year in the league. Uh, he really hasn't shown a whole heck of a lot as far as uh, a cornerback. He's mostly been special teams. He played a little bit more last year. Uh you know, it doesn't seem like he's he's progressed, but maybe he really hasn't had a chance to do that because of who was playing in front of him. Joe Hayden, obviously Nelson Hilton, just a, a secondary that, that improved almost overnight, you know, with, with the addition of Nelson and Mika Fitzpatrick. So maybe he hasn't really had his opportunity. They see him in practice every day. They, they, they see him, uh, how he's developed. So maybe they really feel confident that going into his third year, Justin Lane, maybe has a chance to be a, a starting number two corner in 2021. Maybe it's James Pierre. And I want also, I want to say hi to my man, Terry, one of my good friends in real life. He, he just joined the live chat and he's a very knowledgeable guy. And maybe one of these days I'm going to get him on my podcast. I think he would love it. And, you know, I think it'd be, he's more famous than, than Robert Golden. I don't know. But anyway, hello to Terry and anybody at Michael O'Malley everybody else who's joined since I started uh, chirping away, but where was I? James Pierre. Uh, here's an undrafted free agent out of, I think Florida Atlantic last year. And a lot of people, at least in behind the still curtain nation are, are high on James Pierre. He looks like a really, um, a, a good prospect for being an undrafted free agent. You know, he went to a smaller school, but he looks like a, a, a he has a lot of good physical attributes that could translate well to the NFL. If he can, if, if he can uh, uh, tap into his potential and reach his potential. So a lot, of, a lot of people like James Pierre, maybe they like him just as much as we do it behind the still curtain. So uh, there's another answer. You know, I've, 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 I've read that uh, perhaps there are plans for 2020 in a, in a base defense, whatever a base defense is now. I don't even know if, that's, if, if such a thing exists anymore with all these hybrid defenses and, and, you know, all these uh, sub um, sub defenses, sub packages, but I have read and, and, and heard that maybe their plans are for Sutton to be the number two corner, the outside corner in, in, in a base defense. And when they switch to a sub package, when they switch to a um, like nickel or whatever, that Sutton slides into the slot and one of the other youngsters, uh, Laner or Pierre is the, uh, is the, is the, is the outside corner. We, we just don't know. We don't know what they're thinking. All, all we see is, is, as fans and the media is like, Oh gosh, uh, they didn't do a whole lot in free agency and they let one of their top defenders go, but we don't know how they, again, we don't know how they feel about, about their, the guys that they've been developing the last couple of years. So, um, and again, of course there's the draft. Um, when you, when you, when you depart, uh, part ways with a guy like Nelson, you know, maybe that makes cornerback a, a bigger priority in the first or second or third round. Brian and I talked about that last Monday on, on the hangover. So uh, they could be thinking of that too. Um, we don't know, but uh, to, to bring it all back to Steven Nelson, uh, 
you know, at first I was like, oh, this has got to be like kind of like an A-B situation. You know, he was disgruntled with his contract. He wanted to torn up and he wanted uh, lots of guaranteed money up front. And it, it was all his fault. Why would the Steelers part ways with him? Well, maybe for a lot of the reasons I just uh, speculated on. Maybe the, maybe they just felt like uh, they had much cheaper alternatives who could do the job, the job as well as or close to as well as Steven Nelson. We don't know yet. So I, I have no hard feelings towards Steven Nelson after um, some time has passed. So I hope none of you do either. But if you do, that's fine too. I mean, I'm sure he'll never know. But best of luck to Steven Nelson. He, last I checked, he's still a free agent. Um, I'm sure he's uh, he'll, he'll land somewhere. Uh, it's just a matter of, uh, of where, I guess, and what, what the needs are for, for a lot of these teams that are still looking for for uh, players in the second, third, and fourth wave of free agents. I don't know where we're we at now. The second wave or third wave? I don't know. So that's my that was my first topic. And here's Cree X, who says, in Rooney's we trust. There, there you go. That kind of sums up what I said. You know, you don't always have to trust the Rooney's because they're not always right. See Artie Burns um, and, and, and many other examples. See 1984 through 2004 when they didn't seem to va- – to, um, realize how valuable and how critical the quarterback situation was between Bradshaw and Ben. So not always in Rooney we trust, but, but they certainly know a lot more than we do. So uh, again, this is why, you know, this goes back to, to, to you know, we, we, we make such a big deal out of the draft every, every year. And we, we I mean, gosh, what was it? Uh, as I'm, as I'm talking to you right now, it's March the 26th. Right. And we've been talking about the draft since like four seconds after that playoff loss to the Browns We're two months in. So, you know, we spent all this time talking about about the draft and evaluating these players. And if they take if they take this guy, I'm going to break my remote. If they take that guy, I'm going to jump for joy and all, all that stuff. Well, here we are, two years after the 2019 draft, and maybe it's time for Justin Lane. Maybe his ship has finally come in, and you know it's his time to to shine in the NFL as a starter. So, you know, this is why those things are important. Uh, as I as I wrote the other day in, in in whatever article that was, I write three or four or five a week. It's hard to keep track. You know, I think the reason why people get so upset uh, with the free agency season is because there are so it's not just a regular season anymore in the NFL. It's the regular season, the draft season, free agency season, the the, the scheduling season. Uh, there are so many seasons that people feel like you know they have to win. You know, meaning the Steelers, and if they don't win, then people uh, are upset. So, you know, I, I think you know, maybe in a, in a different at a different time in a different place, if they had more cap room. Maybe they, their their strategy would be a bit different, but perhaps they were preparing for this uh, for a couple of years because they knew that their cap situation would be tough in 2021, and and, and maybe there's there, there's hope for for guys like Justin Lane and Pierre and whatever. So, but that's that that topic. And my next topic is uh, a bit of an unfortunate one. Uh, the the news that was reported it was leaked by TMZ on Wednesday morning. Uh, regarding the the video of the fight that rookie Chase Claypool was involved in in California on March 13th, I guess. Um, if you look at the video, and I watched it a couple times, it, it, at first it looks like he's just, you know, involved in a pushing and shoving match. Maybe he doesn't have much to do with it. And then as at the end, he he becomes like the the main event, and, and he actually kicks at a guy who who was on the ground, and it didn't look it did not look good. Did not look good, and it was a big story of Wednesday. And 
And now people are kind of wondering about Chase Claypool and what kind of a person he is. Uh, he came into the league as a thought of as a big character guy from Canada. You know, he played his uh, college ball at Notre Dame. He was a, um, you know, great work ethic, loved the block, uh, excelled on special teams before he got his chance as a receiver. Um, and not just, you know, returning punts and kicks, you know, r- running down and making tackles, right? So, and, and, and you know, he burst on the scene in his rookie year. He was unbelievable. Uh, just big play after big play after big play. And, you know, since the season ended, you know, you know he had his, the, the quote about the Browns, uh, you know, after the Steelers beat – or after they beat the Steelers in the playoffs, he started talking trash about, you know, how the Chiefs were going to beat them. And then uh, Bob Labriola wrote that piece a couple weeks ago for Steelers.com, kind of hinting at, at his uh, diva-like behavior last year. And then you combine those incidences, which I don't think – I don't think they were a big deal at all, especially the – the Browns thing, I could care less. I mean, these guys talk trash uh, throughout every game. I mean, if you ever l- listen to the sideline mics and the things that you pick up on or when you watch NFL films and, and, and you hear the things these guys say to each other, yet we always make a big deal out of pre- and post-game quotes. Like, the, for some reason, they have more weight. I could care less about that. But when, you know, Labriola said what he said, I'm like, what did he mean by that? And then you combine that with this bar fight, it's not a good look. And, you know, I know – 22 year olds get into fights all the time. You know, we've had these discussions over and over again. I'm sure they, they, you know, we, people went round and round on Wednesday and Thursday talking about this incident, you know, saying when I was a kid, I was doing stupid things. And if you gave me that kind of money at that age and blah, blah, blah. But it's not like that. You can't, you can't, um, it just doesn't fly anymore in the NFL in, in sports. I mean, anything that anybody does is under a microscope and, and, you know, look at how upset people are with Juju Smith Schuster for, dancing on logos and for being on social media too much. So if they're going to, if, if they're going to criticize, if you can make a strong argument about that, and a lot of people do, or at least they try, then clearly you have a right to judge Chase Claypool for this incident. You know, it, 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 um, it wasn't a good look, not the actual, not the scuffle itself, but the fact that he, you know, a, a 240 pound professional athlete, you know, kicking at somebody, presumably in, in, in the head. I don't, know, I don't know if he connected or not, but it wasn't a good look. And it could have been a, a really se- much more serious than it turned out to be. So um, does he deserve to get suspended? Maybe. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was. I mean, it, you know, these things, it's hard, to, it's hard to let these things go now because so many people uh, are looking for reasons not to watch the NFL or sports or, you know, any, every little thing is a reason why I'm not watching the NFL anymore. You know, so you know, they're, they're clearly more um, aware of their reputation and the fact that, that, that fans are, are willing to walk away for many different things. So, you know, bar fights just, you know, I realize guys like Bobby Lane and you heard stories about Ernie Stotner and, you know, him and Myron Cope used to get pulled over in, in you know, uh, a drunk driving and, uh, you know, the co- cops let them go because they were local celebrities. And, you know, I realized all, that all happened back then, but we're not, ba- we're not living back then anymore. We're living in 2021 and everything's a bigger deal now. So you probably should be suspended or, or receive some kind of sanction. I don't know what, it, what, but, but does this mean that, that I think he should be traded or cut or whatever? No, because he is 22 years old and 22 year olds do get into fights and, they do do stupid things and we all do stupid things. 
I mean, every other article I write is considered stupid. So, you know, uh, I don't think this should, this should, you know, follow him around forever. Uh, it's just something to keep an eye on, you know, just something to keep an eye on for now. Um, you know, it, 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 it was just a, a, an unfortunate thing. And he seems like a really good dude. He seems like way, way more to like about him than, than to not. And quite frankly, up until this, this little incident, there was nothing to hate about Chase Claypool. He seemed like a really great guy, great personality, fun, loving, intense, uh, hardworking, and of course, above all else, super ultra talented as a wide receiver and uh, like a lot of just oozing potential to be a superstar. So um, I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know, I think he should be, this should be, he deserves whatever uh, punishment he gets, you know, within reason, but I don't think it should, it should follow him around. I don't think it should ruin his career. It's just, it's just something to, to keep an eye on. So um, with that being said, I'm going to, bring a close to the first half of, of tonight's show. If you're watching on YouTube live and Facebook, don't go anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be back for the second half. If you're listening on, on an audio platform, such as iHeartRadio, uh, there's so many different platforms where you can find us. Please download part two of this episode of Steelers Friday night, six pack anatomy of an ad subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.